I had a weird experience at work. Like, oh yeah, you know me as a human to be very hard to embarrass. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just sitting there, and I'm walking through like our metal detector as I walk in, and the woman, like it always goes off because I refuse to take off my belt because it's just hard to remove, and I don't want to deal with the hassle. Anyways, I go through, I go off, and I'm like, it's my belt, just I can go through. And the lady just leans into to me, and just goes. Your front door is halfway open. <laughs> and I'm like, this is some weird code bullshit. I don't I even look behind me like how the hell do you see my car from here? Like I was I was like I don't know who you think I am and I don't know what particular set of skills you think I have. But I don't and she's just like looks down and I was like, "Oh, my pants are undone." But little did you know, when you got home that afternoon... (laughs) Oh my god! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is time! It is time for a load of BS! The show that screams first and asks questions later. Thanks for that, Bryce. <laughs> I am joined, as always, by he, the bee. It is Blake Tanner. Oh, my cousin Scotty. My cousin. <laughs> Brother Scotty. Brother Scotty must be deleted. No, do not delete and me. And then retweeted. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh. That is the S. Scotty Moore, the genius from Oxfordshire, <laughs> Alabama. Uh, Oxfordshire. Oxfordshire. <laughs> oh, so, uh, Blake, your camping trip is Wednesday, right? Yep, it's Wednesday. We're leaving early, 5 a.m. Yeah. So, we recorded two days ago <laughs> and just decided, well... We probably got enough in the engine for one more before you leave. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, That's what we get for recording so late in the so week. So sporadically. Yeah. yeah um, but we're going to make the most of it, because, Blake, I, I thought about something, and we really need to make a plan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. there's a very high chance that soon... Donald Trump's America will happen. (laughs) And one day he's going to walk out on stage and look at us all and say, I watched a movie recently. It was huge. Changed my life. Gave me an idea for this wonderful country of ours. And this is how we will make America great again. We will institute a national purge. (laughs) It's going to be like that movie, The Purge. It's going to be like The Purge, Morty. It's The Purge, Morty. So I say, so we need to prep in advance for The Purge. Uh Because I honestly believe the concept of a purge is the most underutilized concept that's just not been explored in movies enough. Because everyone went with the obvious, like, there's going to be people trying to kill people. Let's focus on that and make it a scary movie. That ain't the only crime. There's a lot of crimes we could be out there doing. Yeah, like the slave trading in the second movie. Oh! 
That was a. I think that was a. That was at least a plot point. I don't know that if it was major or not, but it was there. You know, I was gonna go for something like robbery. Oh, or you know, human like, trafficking got a big boost because of the purge, man. And yet you were like, you know, let's go into human trafficking. Do you know how much money you can make? You know what? Just cut them up. Take the organs, man. Those are big uh, money. See, that's not bad. I like that idea. Something about when they're alive makes it worse for me. Is that weird? I'm kind of down to kill someone, but leaving them alive to mess with them, I don't like. I'm not a fan of that. As long as you kill them first, I don't see why it's a bad thing. Well, see, my problem Past with the concept... Them. My problem with the concept of murder and the purge is... if, Like, let's say we choose one person to kill. Which, by the way, we could have easily said... All we're gonna do during the purge is hide underground. But we, me and you both mentally went, okay, who are we killing? <laughs> uh, the problem with killing someone is you also have to kill their entire network, lest you become a target in the next purge. Oh, that's a lot of people. Yeah, because you got to take out. You're gonna have a day. You're gonna have a day if you want to get make it out of the purge without enemies. Mm-hmm. Um. Dan, even so, if even if it's just people trying to kill you too, because yeah, then you're going to want to get back at them at the next purge. I just don't get why. I mean, I get that probably there are some people who would want to murder some people out there. I would honestly probably go more theft than anything else in a purge. Like if I've got all crime legal to me, um, I don't want to mess up any other person's life. I just really would like the full box set of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd just like to go down to an FYE, grab all their boxes of bootios, <laughs> and leave. Like, that's all I need in my life. Let's see, what happens when somebody rigs the bootios with booty mines? Oh my god, not booty mines. <laughs> booty mines! Uh, um, okay, so, we're, we're starting a purge. We're, we're starting our purge crew. What's our crew? Like, we go down to the party city, pick us up some purge gear, mm-hmm. some purge masks. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, that's... All crime is legal, and yet people wear masks. I don't understand that. See, that's uh, uh, that's to keep the other person's network from finding out who's actually oh, killed right. them. That know? does make sense, then. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, what what's our purge crew name? Um, we're going to be the... Uh, the the purginals, the pur- hashtag purginal purginals purginal to uh, twenty twelve. <laughs> um, who else are we? Who are we equipping? I vote we have to have at least six people. We're obviously the leaders. Yep. Um. um that means I think we've got to have a a big mofo with us. Uh. So. Hmm. Okay. We need we Roman- need Sean Bean so he can die. Sean Bean. Okay, so we've got me or you, Sean Bean, because Sean's going to die. He's going to be our... He's our uh, human shield. Exactly. Um, uh, fan of the show just tweeted us, Bryce. Bryce, our, Bryce will be our tech guy <laughs> to get us into, like, tight spaces. Um, I'm going to say our muscle of the group is none other than Austin Creed himself, Xavier Woods. <laughs> 
All right, so wait, you're going to have to bring, if you bring along Creed, you're going to have to bring along the rest of the New Day. Kofi oh, Kingston, Big E. So we got the New Day as our muscle. Bryce is our computer guy. Um, Sean Bean's just there to die. Mm-hmm. Us is the leader. I think that's a pretty effective group. We can uh, fuck some shit up with that group. And we were the what? Oh, I like the Purgenauts. The Purgenauts. Purgenaut 2012. We always uh, maintain the hashtag Purgenaut 2012, even though it's nowhere near 2012. <laughs> uh, that was when the group was established. Uh, we're so do we need, that. Uh, do we need code names? Um, I think so, because even uh, even the New Day's stage well, names are too recognizable. Like, if something goes wrong... We don't want everyone else to be able to be like, Blake Tanner did this. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I've got mine. Okay. You're going to call me the vapist. The va- <laughs> The vapist? The vapist. Because uh, I'm going to... My, my weapons gonna are going to be... Yeah, they're going to be vapes that turn into stun batons. Is this still the purge? Because <laughs> right now it just seems like a superhero movie. I think we've gone into anime territory a little bit. Um, so, uh, Sean Bean, uh, he can be called Red Shirt. Red Shirt. Red Shirt. Uh, I... Who else have we got? Who am I missing? Oh, Bryce. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Bryce is called the Iceman. The Bryce Man. The Bryce Man. There you go. It doesn't, it doesn't really hide his identity that well. As, as long as nobody knows it's that Bryce, I think he'll be okay. <laughs> it's just a rant. Yeah. Um, and then I will be... Gizmo, and my purge mask is going to be a gizmo mask from Gremlin. So we don't feed you after midnight, or you go into like a rage mode. Oh my god! That okay? Now we're making a movie. Not even mm-hmm. a real. This is this is our purge movie. Is I'm just the, I'm like the really calm guy in the back, and I'm like I don't want to hurt anybody. Then at midnight, someone gives me a taco. And I eat it, I wolf it down, and then someone just pours water on me, and I'm just like, that's it! And I just go into rage mode. That's my secret, Blake. It's always after midnight. It's always after midnight. Which is true, technically. Yes. I never got uh, that about the movie, but yeah. Yeah, you I may have. Um, okay, so what's our plan? Like, what are, what are we trying to accomplish? Because... Hmm... I don't like the idea of just causing... You've got a day where all crime is legal. If you have a very well-thought-out plan, you can get some very good stuff done. It's true. Mm-hmm. All right, we need to stage a hostile takeover of every Dave and Busters. Yes, I like it. Okay. So that means in so... one night, we're going to have to kill the entire corporate infrastructure of Dave and Busters. No, 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 no. Okay. Firstly, you're going to have... Well, we have to... Okay, this is this is going to have to get meta. We have to be employed by Dave and Buster's beforehand. And work our way kind of up the corporate ladder, not that far. Just enough to where we're no longer working in the stores. Mm. We're working in the actual corporate office. Then the purge happens. Then we kill all of our fellow employees. 
then we own Dave and Buster's. See, I like that. I like that planning. Uh-huh. The problem that I see is in our movie, will we be able to use the trademark Dave and Buster's name? Or will we have to change it to some name like oh. Jim and Chumley's? Jim and Chum. No, no, no. I'm back to real life. This is real life, Blake. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> um, well, okay. Hold on. Do we want to take over all of Dave and Buster's? Or do we just want to take over one? one. Like, this is our Dave and Buster's uh, for the rest of our life. I think that's that's much more doable. Mm-hmm. And it could be oh, well, about... Hold on. I've never actually seen the Purge movies, <laughs> which really makes for this a fun conversation. Does everything just go back to normal the next day? Yeah, yeah. Like, at the end of the Purge, um, yeah. they have, like, every single police officer and uh, member of, like, the military and shit like that go into yeah. bunkers and, to be safe from the Purge. And then as soon as uh, the dawn breaks, they all come rushing out and they just riot mode everything. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. No, what I'm saying is, like, say we invade the Dave and Busters, and we claim it as our own. Do we have to give it back the next day? Hmm. Well, if we kill everybody in the Dave and Busters... Could you imagine that conversation? Just as the police come in, and it's just like an imp- like we're two impish kindergartners, just like okay, we're sorry. Oh, uh, we just there's a table. Here's your, here's your David Buster's back on the desk. You see just bodies strewn everywhere, and yeah. then seven resumes. <laughs> I think that'll work. Yeah. Either that, or we could take over. The, oh no! Like we didn't even kill the owner. He was just like. He was hiding in the bunker, too, and he comes out, and he was just like, you know, I really like what you boys did with the place. You hired. <laughs> See, that's my thing. Mm-hmm. Like, The Purge, yeah, you could make a good, scary movie out of it. But you could make any movie with The Purge concept. You could make a good heist movie. You could make a good romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. I want to see a good Seth Rogen movie in The Purge. <laughs> <laughs> did I t- did I tell you my concept for a romantic comedy in in The Purge? Oh God, no. Uh, okay, okay. So it's all about this girl, and she starts hanging out with this guy, and the guy's like the nerdy kid in school, and uh, she lives next door to him, and so you know they start talking, and you know th- things. She's one of those g- girls who are just like, I like dating bad boys. And so he's like, I'm just whatever. I'm, he's played by Michael Sarah, by the way. Nice, he's yeah. He's blatantly Michael Sarah. I need you to have that image of your head. Michael Sarah and uh, who do we want for our kind of emo, sexy girl? Mm. Are there any? Hmm. I'm picture. Who played? Har- who's playing Harley Quinn? Oh, uh, Marjo Marjo Robiet. Oh, Mar. Yeah. Her. Mer- that's, our, that's, our ba- that's our bad girl. <laughs> and she's just like, I don't date bad boys. And then the purge happens. <laughs> and then. Wait, follow. Hold on. I just would love to be in the uh, pitch meeting where I'm like setting all of this up. Like, you know, it's your typical movie. Girl next door falls in love with her neighbor. And so then the purge happens, right? And so <laughs> the purge goes through and 
she noticed she basically gets kidnapped by this roving crew and the whole time like the leader is this maniac psychopath who's just going through and mowing everyone down in his path and then she's left alone with him and it's just this horrifying what's he gonna do to me takes off the mask it's Michael Sarah. Hey, and so like the whole movie you've got her being like I don't know do I like bad boys or do I like this guy cause he's different mm-hmm. I don't understand oh you know what you should do you should have it be just a normal romantic comedy until the purge comes through like yeah. halfway in the movie as a twist because okay. nobody knows it's a purge movie until it happens in the movie <laughs> and so everyone's like what this movie took a turn <laughs> for the better exactly like you could drop some hints but like very vague hints that people yeah, are yeah. getting ready for this big thing oh my gosh could you imagine like the national lampoon's vacation of purge movies where you've got them like trying to cleverly because you know mm-hmm. there has to be like stores open to get your shit for the purge not everyone has that diy do or die attitude mm-hmm. The first so, movie was actually about a dude who sold security systems for the Purge. Oh, wow. And about no, no, his no. house getting invaded. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not going off of, like, people buying home security. I'm saying it's a straight-up Seth Rogen comedy <laughs> about a family of four and their misadventures as they start to get ready for the Purge. Come on, so kids, imagine, we're going to like, Wally World. But, Dad, the purge is tonight. I don't give a shit. Let's go. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, dude, a family vacation movie through the purge. <laughs> so they're just trying to get to Wally World, but people are just purging. Oh, I can't wait to see how Grandma dies in that movie. Oh, wow. Um, obviously mowing down people with machine guns. And then she just falls asleep and dies. Yeah. Um... This concept came to me as something I could do during the purge. Well, not even do during the purge. It's just happen. It's it's a crime I came up with that I need to. I need you to let me know I'm not a bad person for wondering th- what would happen. Okay, I I'm gonna preface this by telling everyone at home. Roofies are bad. Don't oh, roofie no. people. Never roofie anybody. That being said, don't roofie one person. Roofie the entire club. I think that's... Is it as bad? Because... I don't think it's as bad because, well, then again, it depends (laughs) on what you do with those many people. No, 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 no. All I do is go in... Roofy everyone leave. Okay, I don't yeah. do anything to them. They're left to just kind of get all tuckered out and then what that's I think that's that's definitely not as bad. Different. <laughs> Cause it depend because you're just leaving them all like half dead in the purge in an open nightclub. Oh, I know, I, I forgot it was the purge. <laughs> I forgot it was the purge for a minute. Oh. Then I yeah. think that everything that happens to them from that point on would be on your head. 
Yeah. So, are you saying I should just roofie them and then take care of them, like, in a rocking chair with a <laughs> shotgun? Yes. And, like, a purge gang cranks it, and I just go, they're sleeping. You ain't gonna be taking them this time, boys. You know what? Talking about grandma again, in the purge world, you either have to be really good at hiding or a really big badass to live yeah, to be really old. Yeah, really good at killing or really good at hiding. Yeah, because like um, you don't get to be old normally in the purge world. Because <laughs> like retirement homes, guess what fucking happens to retirement homes? Oh, I could guess. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have I ever told you about um? Roofy cake. Roofy cake. What, it's not what it sounds like. I put roofies in cake. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> They're in my, my sexy cakes. You have to dig <laughs> in to find the roofies, kids. It's my favorite concept, and it's uh, it does involve roofies, but you don't roofie people. Like that's bad. What you do, take a roofie quickly as fast as you can because it will kick in bake a cake frost it leave it out for yourself oh so you black out off the roofies forget you made the cake and just wake up the next day like oh this is lovely how did this get here do you know what's gonna happen you're gonna pass out halfway through making the cake, and if, if you're set lucky, on fire. yeah, if you're lucky, you're just gonna wake up to a mess. And if you're not, <laughs> you're gonna burn your house down with you in it, or you're gonna end up with your head in the oven. Bryce just tweeted, "Oh my god, the podcast turns into a straight voicemail message for me. Oh my god." <laughs> so Bryce, if you're listening, <laughs> you and all your listeners. Need to go on over to patreon.com slash a load of BS. <laughs> Please. And give us money. And actually, uh, Blakey Tanner, they have a reason now because we are now hosting ourselves over at the lovely website podbean.com where you can find us at a load of BS.podbean.com. And Podbean ain't free, unfortunately. Nope. So, uh, Podbean is a great name, Podbean though. Podbean is a great name, and we are now hosted by the lovely people at podbean.com, but it does cost a fee. So, if you could, lovelies, just go over to patreon.com slash a load of BS, give us a dollar, give us 50 cents a month, whatever you want. And remember, we got some lovely prizes on the way over there that you can look at, you can see what we can do for you, and just, just give us your money. Yep. And Bryce, if you want to be on the podcast, all you have to do is pledge $25 or more a month. Or just ask us. Bryce, you have two options. Give us $25 (laughs) or slide up in my DMs. Uh, Speaking speaking of people sliding up in DMs. um, Oh, boy. Blake, I've been... You you might as well call me the scissors. Because I have cut through the red tape. I've cut through all the bullshit between us and a certain 16-time world heavyweight champion. Oh, you talked oh, to I, him? Yeah, I, now, I know last week I may have I may have flipped out. I may have said, you want a war, you got one. 
But uh, uh, he did call me. He said that he didn't want it to get out of hand. He just wanted he just wanted one thing, and that's an apology. And then, uh, oh, what? Oh, he's actually here right now. So, Blake, if you would, I leave you with uh, the 16-time world heavyweight champion, the Nature Boy, Rick Flair. Woo! Wait, Scotty, where are you going? Hey, big man, look, I have got to apologize. Things have gone completely out of control, totally off the rails. So I just want to tell you and all your listeners that the old nature boy apologizes for any ruckus. And I believe you may owe me a little something, Mr. Tanner. You're right, Rick. I, on behalf of the BS Podcast, would like to apologize. There were definitely some miscommunications, and we didn't handle it as well as we could have. And for that, I'm sorry that your experience on the BS Podcast had to end like that. Yeah, Rick, and it... What? Uh, Damn it. Uh, Blake, I'll be right back. Megan's calling me. I have to go do dishes. Okay, I got you, buddy. Okay, big man, looks like it's just you and the old nature boy. Woo! You know, Rick, now that we've cleared the air, buried the hatchet and everything, I I was wondering if uh, we could take this opportunity and maybe, you know, pick up kind of where we left off, because there's some things that have happened, you know, in the world of uh, professional you know, sports man. and fighting. And I want to talk to you about them. Oh, big man, you can do whatever you want, but let me just tell you something. After the kindness you and Scott have shown me, I am sending to your home a custom wood carving of your face. Worked on it all day, worked on it all night, big man. It's just for you. Oh, Rick, I'm I'm so flattered. Thank you. And I'm glad that you're still keeping up with your hobbies. Oh, big man, I've been working that wood all day and all night. Just like the nature boy would. Woo-hoo. I bet you have. No one does it better than you, Nate. Oh, alright. If you will, uh, if you'll allow me, I can tell, like, in the last couple of days, um, a certain... UFC personality. What? Has said What's something. What's the UFC? UFC? Uh, Ultimate the... Fighting Championship? Never heard of it. Uh, you know the people that do uh, MMA? Mama? Yeah. My mama died years ago. I never got to know my real mother. Why are you... It's okay. It's okay. I'm sorry, Rick. I didn't mean to. No, I mean, uh. It's okay because I have a real family now. And it's all of you lovely fans. <laughs> you are my family. You're what kept me going after so many years. Oh, thank you. Rick Flair, a true class act, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Whoa! Where's the coke? Um, I'm I'm sure Scotty's got some in his cabinet. If you like, uh, he's got some cups. You can help yourself. You're damn right, big man. Mm-hmm. But no, what I'm talking about, Rick, is the inflammatory statements that Conor McGregor has made. Conor McWhat? 
Uh, the scrawny red-haired guy that fights in the octagon, that uh, fake bullshit. Oh, you mean that filthy potato eater who came out oh. on his interview oh. and just decided to say what I've done, what Art Anderson worked for, what the Midnight Express, what we built with our bare hands. That all of that is just phony bullshit. Exactly. You about that man? Yeah, that man. I want to know how he made you feel about the business. You know, big man, I understand over the years we've had a, we've got a little fun, a little bit of show business, not compared to those punks over there at MMA. But I challenge that man to get in the ring with the greatest single amateur wrestler of a generation, Dolph Ziggler, and just see how he stacks up against the blonde-haired hero, Dolph Ziggler. Well, Rick, Dolph has got a, uh, he's got a title match in the next coming weeks, so maybe the, uh, the McGregor match will have to wait. Um, oh, he can take them both. He is the single greatest wrestler of our generation. You know what? I don't Whoa. doubt you at all, Nate. You got a nose for this kind of thing. You're damn right. And you know something, Connor? You spent your entire life making money off of my name, making money off of my character. Well, big man, to be the man, woo, you got to beat the man. And I can't wait to see you try to knock that nature boy's head off his shoulders. Um, Whoa. actually, Rick. Uh, what? Since you said that, uh, I just want to let you know we have a, another special guest that uh, what? I had planned as a surprise for Scotty Who? tonight. Um, and uh, he's he's been waiting right over here. And, uh, well, I, I don't think I can uh, keep him back from the mic any longer. So, ladies and gentlemen, I, I'd like to announce uh, Connor McGregor. Oh, so what were you saying, you little bitch? Saying you're waiting for old Connor to come here and knock your block off? Well, hey, nature boy, I'm right here if you're waiting for me. What? How did you get in here? Where did you come from? Oh, I can see you're a bit confused there, old nature boy, but don't worry. One left hand from Connor will fix that head right up, knock you out to the ground, and then everything will make perfect sense. All right, gentlemen, <laughs> let's let's keep it civil now. Oh, oh, no, no, I'm trying to keep it civil, but I see you got this crazy old bastard on your show running off at the mouth, so I figured I'd come and make him a little bit quieter for you. No, no, man, let me tell you something right now. I will take you down, put you in a figure four, and make you tap out. Oh no, see, Connor's never tapped out, no matter what that punk Nick Diaz claims. See, I 18 wins by knockout, I'm real, not fake like your pussy whoa, 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 bullshit whoa, 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 whoa. in the WWE. Come at me, nature boy. <laughs> now, come. now, gentlemen, let's let's try to lower down the tension. I can I can see that there's there's a lot of heat right now, but let's just take it slow, Rick, you know. Just calm down Big man, and... the only heat in here is between me and Mr. McGregor. You stay out of it. 
You All right, Rick, I'm, I'm just saying, you're 67 years old, you, you've retired. I will destroy him and eat his babies! You know what, uh, I'm gonna level with you. Ricky boy, you may have actually done it, you knocked my brains out with that statement. <clears throat> I've got no idea what the hell you just said. I mean, I, I understand what you're, where you're coming from, I mean, you're the nature boy. But that's just it, you're a boy. And I'm the man, I'm the notorious, I'm the best in the business. And I'll tell you something, <laughs> Rick. Ain't much natural about your nature, boy. I've seen your boys in the WWE. i seen Brock Lesnar. I mean, I'm proud of him. He did his fight good, but he's rotted up to the fucking eyeballs. How am I supposed to compete with that? <laughs> You're nothing, Rick. Big man. I am all natural. You can ask any lady I've ever been with. No pills required. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And those are some uh, those are some strong statements coming off of you, Connor. I mean, you you weren't even able to make your uh, your most recent biggest match ever. Some were calling it USC 200. Okay, I see where you're coming from. Bringing up that Diaz fight, UFC 200. Look, I don't have to fight Nate Diaz. Nate's lucky that he's finally getting his shot at the Notorious at UFC 202. But let me tell you something, it don't matter if it's 200, 202, 250. If McGregor's fighting, it's gonna be the biggest fight of the world. Don't matter when it happens, if it's here or a back alley. People watch for me. Big man, let me tell you something right now. You may think you know how to make money, but you don't know how to make money like the nature boy. See, I got million dollar shoes, thousand dollar watches, and you go to receding hairline so far back you need binoculars to see it. Oh no, don't make fun of the hair. How dare you! Oh no. You potato eating! No, Rick. Ugly! No. Fire crotch having pot licking shillelagh hugging dirty old McChigger! What? I will end you, and I will end anyone who comes oh, out really? of me. Oh, really? That's how it's going to be, you little bitch. Come here. Wait. Stay away. No, no, no. don't. No, don't worry don't. about it. Gentlemen, no. Come here. You said you'd take me on. Well, come on. Let's fight. I hit you. You with a fucking ground. No. Fight. No fighting. Come on. Right here, nature boy. <laughs> ah! Oh, my God. Scotty. Scotty! Huh? I told you, Blakey boy. Me and Ricky, it's gonna be a two-hit fight. I hit him, he hit the fucking ground. <laughs> so don't you call your fucking boyfriend out of the kitchen. Stop doing dishes and clean up this old rug. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Blake? Scotty? Why is... Oh, there's blood. There's blood everywhere. Oh, no. Oh, no! During this time, BS would like to remind you to go to patreon.com slash a load of BS and donate your money. Give us your money. Give us your money. Um, well, mm. the house is clean. Flair is getting treatment at a... D 
did he say anything after he woke up? I, I, it, not really. I mean, he talked, but it really didn't make sense. So I don't know if that means he was unconscious or if it was just him being Flair. Um, but oh. it's not like we're going to suit or anything. Connor's the one who hit him, so we're not liable for anything. It's... Um... What? About that. Oh, damn it. You see, I I was going over uh, Connor's contract with us that oh, he made no. us sign and that Dana White sent us Yeah. for having him on the show, and uh, there may have been a tiny little clause that may have possibly said that oh, no. we're responsible for anyone who gets their fucking block knocked off is the terminology in the contract. <laughs> Suck my dick, you little beaches! <laughs> I didn't even know he was still here. I didn't either, Blake. I think it's just his soul. His spirit is here, and he's haunting us. Oh, God. Um, well, luck, there may You up. know... Well, we might be taken off the air after having Ric Flair assaulted, but you know what? Yeah. That's a good... Th th I'd be fine with it, because it's time to put it into something, Blake. Something we've been building for weeks and weeks. It's time for the finale of WrestleMania 1962. <laughs> I would love if we, like, had an on-the-road, or, like, the road so far, like, in Supernatural. <laughs> Carry, Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when, when you wander. Uh, oh, God. So I don't even know where It cuts back to, like, JFK shooting the wizard three times in the heart. <laughs> then it would be Johanna Cena and Robotu Sama killing an octopus. Um, For no reason. Yeah. So basically, if you're listening and have not uh, been on the WrestleMania 1962 hype train, you need to get on this hype train because it is big mm -hmm. and it is long and it's pulling through stations. Um, <laughs> and it's chugging right along. Yeah. So. Uh, chug, 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 choo, choo. I didn't even know that we're near the end because <laughs> there is nothing that looks like it's about to be resolved. If it makes you feel better, Chapter 14 does not make it seem any closer to resolving oh no uh chapter 14 two days later voldemort was sitting in his office filing away new papers classifying johanna cena robot so i guess they just they just got her last chapter they were like we might get her now they're just like yeah we've got her Classifying Johanna oh Cena, Robatu Sama, Hermione Granger, and Jenny Weasley as Sailor Scouts, their inductions having happened the night before. He finished filing things away and looked at his pale, nearly featureless face in the mirror. He looked back at his desk and pressed the intercom. Um, hey, Susan? He said. Oh, yeah, replied Susan. Do you have much free time today? Oh, <laughs> said Voldemort, hoping to be given a yandere chance at dating his senpai. Oh. I was wondering if you wanted to go out for lunch. Payment on me? But you pay literally every expense that either I or anyone else generates. I totaled three new cards in the past month trying to keep up with those sailor scouts. <laughs> sailor scouts, he interrupted. 
Sailor Scouts, like during training, and you paid for the new cars, insurance, and gas each time. You don't have to pay for everything. Yes, I do. It says so in the story. Look. Voldemort pretty much paid any paid for anything people wanted as long as they were on his side. I mean, Voldemort has money, I yeah. assume. See? The story says so. It's canon. Do you have time to go out for lunch, maybe? Uh, replied Susan. She flipped through some files, wrote IOU on a tax form, and said, Yep, let's eat until we wreck the national plumbing system. Oh, God. That's, a, that's, that's an image. Please don't use metaphors like that, Susan. We share your thoughts, Voldemort. Get those images. They drove in their red Ford Falcon to the nearest McBurger King E. Hardee's. That's a beautiful name. <laughs> and ate what was most likely hamburgers, although I'm not sure, because in the early 1960s... Shit, I forgot this was in the 60s. <laughs> I had not been born yet. Upon ordering, Voldemort waved his want when nobody was looking to summon something with which to pay. His want... Oh, his wand. Waved his, his wand when no one was looking to summon something with which to pay and handed the cashier three $100 bills, a bar of gold, and the deed to the Washington Monument. Hopefully he got the payment right this time. Man, I wish I could just wave my wand yeah. and get money. He assumed it must have been since the cashier looked incredibly happy to see the payment <laughs> and offered no complaint. So, said Susan, who then drank some soda and belched, any new movies you're interested in? Uh, I heard there's one called Doctor No, but I can't really see a movie with a title like that being famous. I'm more interested in the new King Kong vs. Godzilla. Meanwhile, outside of the restaurant, a vampire from Romania was looking into the inside with some binoculars. Very good, he said. I forgot about the vampires. Oh, yeah, JFK has uh, Dracula on his play payroll. Don't you recognize? Dude, of course. what the hell? Like, this might have been the best written chapter so far. <laughs> this dude places importance on such interesting things. <laughs> like, let's not make a plot point about Johanna Cena being uh, recruited. Let's not do anything about that. <laughs> let's just skip right the fuck ahead. Oh, shit. Chapter 415, things are actually happening. Really? Count Dracula burst into the restaurant through the glass in a window and shouted, Blah! For effect. He looked around <laughs> He looked around and realizes that he had chosen the wrong window and that Voldemort was several feet to his left. Blah! <laughs> he shouted again after waddling up to the pair while maintaining his extra threatening crouch. This backfired on him once Voldemort <clears throat> whipped out his long wand and fired a white beam at the vampire, knocking him into a nearby table. The supernatural man from Transylvania jumped back and lunged at Voldemort. They wrestled for about a minute. There's finally wrestling. There's finally <laughs> wrestling in WrestleMania 1962. And the but is this actual wrestling or is this like backyard bullshit? Uh, well, the vampire ran outside with Voldemort chasing him. Uh, Voldemort summoned a sword from nothing as Dracula picked up a nearby street sign and they swung them at each other. I better summon my sword. Why? <laughs> as the metal clanged over and over, Voldemort asked, How are you not turning to ash in the sunlight? I don't know, the vampire replied. <laughs> I don't know. Meanwhile, John F. Kennedy was watching the battle progress over the security camera system as the two fought. Excellent, he said. 
Maybe I won't have to go to the trouble myself. He stirred his pumpkin spice, spice espresso latte. He too wondered why the vampire didn't turn to ash in the sunlight, but that was not important. The battle was going smoothly and swiftly. Feeling confident, Voldemort... Wait, feeling confident, Dracula decided to taunt Voldemort. You're so bold, I can see the moon on the back of your head, Dracula said. Voldemort, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Voldemort did not respond, still fighting. Those are the dumbest robes I have ever seen, he continued. You're the, you're the so ugly that when you go to the bakery, um... Dracula hesitated. He couldn't think of an insult. He tossed Voldemort through a nearby wall to buy some time for a new insult. Okay, I would just like to say that Voldemort is the shittiest dark wizard lord ever. <laughs> if he can summon a sword and, and Dracula it. beats him with a street sign. Hey, it could be a decent sized one. You don't know. He be- he Stop. Began- he- he began- Yield. One away. I like the idea that he says the name of them as he does it. Franklin Street. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Martin Luther King Boulevard. Uh, oh, not that there's only a few of those. He began, your girlfriend is so, but was interrupted. Voldemort, upon hearing him about to insult Susan Senpai, immediately put Dracula into a headlock, forced his head around 360 to shatter his spine and immobilize him, and before Dracula could recover with his magical healing, Voldemort threw him on the ground and curb-stomped his skull, shattering it completely into a pool of brain, bone, and blood. Hell yes! That was awesome! (laughs) I'm... (laughs) You know, he lost me in the past few chapters, but I am so turnt right now. Uh, I... All of my previous statements disregard them. Hardcore! Hardcore, said Susan. Mediocre, said a nearby cosplayer. E-C-Dub! 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 Bullshit, said Kennedy, still at the White House or the Pentagon or wherever I said he'd be. That was the only vamp I know of! Wow, racist said another guard. Wait, how is that racist? said another guard. He said vamp. Is that racist? For all you know. Bring in someone I hate so I can kill them, said Kennedy. A third guard brought in the guy who always stood around talking about aliens. John promptly tore off his head in rage. (laughs) Mediocre, said a nearby cosplayer. Mediocre. Man, that got it. That got everything I needed. Chapter 16. That wasn't enough, said Kennedy. I need to kill more. He was foaming at the mouth. He normally didn't need this, but the story needed to cement him as a murderous antagonist, so apparently he's crazy now. (laughs) He quickly ran outside with his shotgun, the 17th one, and killed the pair of aliens buying hot dogs outside the building and kicked a few of the vertically impaired people singing songs around them. Excuse me, what? Why are there aliens? Well, you see, what had happened was JFK... (gasps) Blake! What? The xenomorph and the predator from the Wiener song. Oh, no. That's the only reason that chapter was written. 
<laughs> Just so JFK kills them in a nothing segment. Oh my gosh, and the vertically impaired people singing songs of the wiener gnomes! Oh no! Dude, we did. Oh! It makes... I forgot about that so hard. That's the smartest thing that's been written in this so far. Oh shit. No, it's still not enough, he said. He Hold on, let me just say. He thought to do the callback for the xenomorph and the predator, but not Johanna Cena! <laughs> no, we heard nothing from Johanna Cena. It's still not enough, he said. He stole a cab and drove down to the Washington Mall, st starting an unstoppable rampage due to the fact that he simply ordered the police to stand down. One by one, the bodies fell until Voldemort, who was supervising the cleanup of Liquid Dracula, heard the news. Johanna Cena! Johanna Cena rushed into the restaurant with a radio and held it up. Voldemort knew that it was time to fight and finish this shitty fanfic once and for all. Thank you, Voldemort. You As are the John true F. Hero. Kennedy kept firing, he noticed the civilians had disappeared, except for one that had mysteriously looked like Voldemort. Oh, wait, that, that is Voldemort. <laughs> if you wonder about the bystanders, I had the team rescue them. This final fight will just be you and me. I'm going to put in epic music right here. Said Voldemort. Okay, said Kennedy. Say hello to my magic wand. He fired his gun at Voldemort, but none of the <laughs> shots hit. He fired again. Nothing happened. Kennedy repeatedly fired at the Dark Lord, but, but to no avail. Voldemort smirked. Sailor R136A1 was standing in the shadows, using her gravitational powers to stop anything he fires. <laughs> yes! Kennedy Wait, what? The final battle is between Voldemort and JFK. Yes. And Johanna Cena has been built up to only hold the radio. Uh, look, I'm pumped, okay? <laughs> Kennedy quickly ran out of ammo. All right, said Kennedy. So my gun doesn't work. So fight me like a man then. Kennedy lunged at Voldemort, forgetting he was 30 feet away and face planted on the granite hard floor. Oh my god. Oh. <gasps> oh, I just read ahead. Oh, I'm not going to risk a fair fight, said Voldemort. <laughs> I'm going to win. He got out his trumpet and said... <laughs> oh my... He began to play fanfare as some of the Sailor Scouts began to rap in the background. Meanwhile, the whole time, Johanna Cena had been skydiving from space. It was almost to the ground. What? Oh my god. Said Kennedy. What, all of, what are all of you doing? It was about then that Johanna Cena landed right on top of him, causing his entire body to implode, spraying blood on nearly every inch of the mall. Holy shit. Wow. Everything is really red. Wasn't this place a different color a while ago? Asked Johanna. Yeah, said Voldemort. Some of that is Kennedy's fault, and some of that is really Kennedy's fault. <laughs> I... Oh my <laughs> god! Yes! It's wonderful. Like, oh man, at the end of last episode, I was like, man, I don't know. <clears throat> 
I don't know if they're gonna be able to pull it off. Oh. There's only three chapters. They brought it together, man. I am, hold on, dude. That's not it. There is an epilogue. Oh, no. Okay, it's not that long. So, uh, Johanna Cena and Robot Usama, they got married. Aww. Uh, uh, Hermione and Ginny left for a different fanfiction. Uh, it's good to hear. Kennedy's death was faked a week later as a staged assassination. Oh, so that's why his head exploded. Yep. Voldemort and Susan got together, of course. Oh, that makes me happy. Good. The Sailor Scouts went off to parts unknown. And that's... I have to read it in the voice. And that's all I have to say about that. <clears throat> Dude! We did it! <sighs> Dude, my heart's Thank pounded. God. We finally, we got through it, man. And it it came through in the end. It felt so right. <clears throat> my blood's pumping. My blood's boiling. I just want to go, I want to go save the world, man. After hearing about Johanna Cena skydiving <laughs> down onto someone. I'm oh. just ready to go fight the hordes. Like, man, she... She didn't have to do anything. And she was still the best part oh, of this entire thing. That's how you know you've got a real gem on your hands. Well, my personal favorite part of the entire thing is still the uh, two aliens at the hot dog stand payoff. Dude, that was just... I <sighs> want to know what else... Co Cotton Eye Joe's written nothing else, by the way. There's nothing really? else on his page. Nothing else to be found. Cotton Eye Joe, if you're out there, and if some idiot has directed you towards us, just to listen to our reading, know this was an adventure from beginning to end. Good. We don't know what the hell is wrong with you, but we think we like it. Yes. Holy but Scotty, you see, Holy I've known... Shit, dude. I've known where Cotton Eye Joe is all along. Well, you know, he's he right been here. some time ago. Yeah. No, he's he right here. From? What? In all of us. Oh. Uh, to all of the viewers, Blake is putting his hands over his heart. And I'm putting oh, my hands no. over I'm... our heart. Because oh. Because he's, he's in our hearts. And in our Now souls. it's over my heart. Now it's over my heart. Because Cotton Eye Joe, you're a true legend of the internet. Because WrestleMania 1960, you may die one day, but WrestleMania, you will die. Uh, mm -hmm. WrestleMania, you're going to die. I will kill you uh, out of love. But WrestleMania 1962 will live forever, and that we have to thank you for. And that ends the fan fiction corner for this week. Oh, Cotton Eye Joe's lasting legacy has been burned into the echelons of human history. Oh my god, I love it. He will live it. forever a legend. Forever! Forever! And if you would like to be forever a legend in our hearts, <laughs> go to patreon.com slash load of VS mm -hmm. where you can donate whatever you want and get you some special perks. Blake, yep. what, a, what kind of perks we got over there this week? All right. If you pledge a dollar or more per month, you get a monthly shout-out on the podcast and a big old podcast party dedicated to all you lovely people 
to make you feel like legends. If you pledge five or more per month, me or Scotty are going to send you regular motivational videos to keep you going. You especially it, when things are hard. Make you feel like the legend that you are for supporting the BS. And if you pledge 25 or more dollars a month, you can come on the podcast with Blake and Scotty, the BS, and cement your legacy. Oh, God. Uh, so, yeah. So, what have we learned, Sweet Blake? Mm, I've learned never doubt Cotton Eye Joe. Never doubt Cotton Eye Joe. Um, I learned that Flair bleeds a lot, and there are still stains all over my carpet. Because, damn, dude. I'm sorry. You're going to have to clean that up. Oh, man. We're sick. We're getting so sued. Yep. I oh. wish I would have read that contract. Yeah. So, uh, Actually, Blakey Tanner, where can they find you? You can find me at Blakey Tanner on the Twitter or at the Darkroom Vidya. That's Darkroom V I D Y A at YouTube.com. And Ooh. you can find me on the streets catching Pokemon. <laughs> um, I am Scotty Mo on the Twitter. You can find me at Scotty Mo. That is S C O T T Y E M O. You can buy my book on Amazon at Queasel Corp. That is Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-Porp. That is Q-U... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that is Q-U... That is Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. It is a tale of dicks and douchebags. If you like the asshole stuff we do every week... Not the asshole stuff we do every week. No, that's different. Uh, you will absolutely love it. And he is the B, I am the S, put us together, you get the BS. Find us mm -hmm. on Twitter, at a load of BS, or you can get us on Podbean, at a load of BS dot com or wherever good podcasts are sold. That being said, Blake Tanner. Scotty Moore. It, it's been a show. Yes, it has. Oh, holy shit, dude. This is going to be either the worst or the best episode of BS we've ever done. Yippee-ki-yay.